Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Sam Says, a podcast from the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans. I am DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and I am joined, as always, by the Sam in Sam Says, Samantha Olds Fry, the Executive Director of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I am absolutely great. How are you doing, DeRondel? I am doing well. I am doing well. So every time we talk, I like to talk to you about the weather. We start to get cold and then a little less cold, and now we're like past St. Patrick's Day, and March Madness is going to be wrapping up. How are you getting ready for where we can actually say spring is here? So we are starting to do a little yard work, uh, really just starting to take dogs on a longer walks, really starting to enjoy the lakefront. There you go. Just a little bit. I do think, though... Every Midwesterner's favorite topic is the weather. I agree. Do you have an ideal weather temperature-wise? So I am rare. I like it like 90 degrees. Like I want to be very warm because I know Chicago winter is coming. Yeah. See, I can't do 90 degrees. I, I, for me, a sweet spot, 68. Huh. Yeah. It's a little chilly for me. Yeah, 68. That's what I can do. Golf season when it's 68 degrees, that is my nirvana. <laughs> So what we like to do this episode of Medicaid 101, and and we do this uh, every now and then just to revisit Medicaid topics to give our listeners a better understanding of some of the issues and terms and how they could potentially be affected. Uh, And so we'll, we'll, we'll piggyback off of the last episode because we talked about billing guides. I figured we'd start there. Can you give us a sense at a macro level what the claims process looks like? Absolutely. And I have a whiteboard behind me. And in my dream, I would, you know, put this up as the cover of the podcast, but I'll do my best to explain it via words. So uh, the claims processing system begins with a member getting a service at, you know, a physician's office at an FQHC, you know, the member getting a service that they need that then uh, turns around where the provider submits a claim to a health plan. The health plan then adjudicates that claim. They check for things like the member, you know, is the member you treated uh, enrolled in this health plan? Are they Medicaid eligible? Um, Did you fill in all the boxes correctly? Do we have their date of birth, the time that you provided the service? They adjudicate that claim. They pay that claim. Then in Medicaid, it goes a step further. In the commercial space, it ends there. But in Medicaid, we then take that claim and submit it to the state of Illinois through what is called the encounter system. And that claim has to get through all of the filters of the state system to be counted um, on the state side. And so that, it goes from, you know, a member getting a service in a doctor's office all the way through to data being stored in the Medicaid uh, data warehouse at the state of Illinois. Hmm. And so... In creating these billing guides, can you give us just a quick recap on the billing guides and and just how that relates to to the claims process? Absolutely. So the billing guides, it's really the first in the nation comprehensive billing guide for all provider types. We started with the general guide and hospital information, but we're going into every provider type you could imagine, from transportation to physicians to pediatricians um, to behavioral health providers, long-term care, etc., What we've done is taken all of the guidance, standardized it, um, 
you know, 99% of the time and really educated providers on all of the filters that exist and what it takes to get a claim through the system. What information do you have to put in each box? What, um, when do you have to use a modifier? What's the format um, across the board so that the providers know on the front end everything that's necessary in order to get um, paid for a service they've rendered. And in order to uh, take a look at these billing guides, how can folks get more information about these billing so guides? The billing guides are posted on our website, imhip.net, I-A-M-H-P.net. They're under the provider tab. First thing there, um, we also have updates, uh, tracking, so that you can go and see, oh, they've uh, published additional you know, chapters, additional sections. We're also sending out information through our newsletter um, and uh, communication. So you can sign up for information from IMHIP and we will update you when uh, we do add new sections to the billing guide. That's great. So give us a sense about denial rates. We hear about it quite often. I know it's, 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 a, it's a pressing issue. Can you give us, can you break it down and just give us a sense of, of, of what, what are denial rates? Absolutely. So let's start with what is a denial? A denial is when a provider has submitted a claim and for whatever reason, it didn't make it through all of the filters to become a paid claim. So that's, that's what we're trying to answer for. There was a claim submitted and it wasn't paid. On the commercial space, we see the denial rate is somewhere between 7% for employer-sponsored healthcare to about 11% when you're looking at the exchange. Hmm. In the Illinois Medicaid space, based off of reports we got from HFS on the hospital side, we're really looking at um, a little over 10%. Okay. So right in that uh, middle of that range. We would like to get our denial rates down to where they really are on that commercial side, more in that uh, single digits perspective. So what we are doing um, is really, it is the billing guide and is in-depth training with providers that are our outliers. Um, because in that space, we have hospitals and providers with two, four percent denial rates. That's, um, you know, that's great. That's well below uh, even the commercial average. Mm -hmm. But we also have hospitals and providers who have much higher denial rates. Um, perhaps they have fewer resources on the administrative side. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they are structured in a, a unique manner that presents challenges. And on that side, we do have individual providers, you know, with you know, 20% denial rates. And wow. so when we see those outliers, we're our teams are doing root cause analyses and meeting with those providers to train them in a really in-depth uh, manner to make sure that we get their denial rates in line with industry standards. And so what type of recourse might a patient have should they have a the claim be denied? So the difference between Medicaid and you know commercial insurance is that when a claim is denied, the member bears no financial responsibility. Hmm. So because Medicaid is an entitlement, because of the populations and the vulnerable populations we're serving, this is really um, a communication and an interaction between the provider, the health plan, and the state of Illinois. But from a member perspective, They've, they um, are not negatively impacted. Interesting. And in terms of the denial rates here in Illinois, how do we compare with other 
uh, other states. So we don't have a lot of research um, that compares state to state, and part of that is there's so much nuance in the Medicaid program um, across the board. So, the, so we don't have a great comparison um, because the providers are different, the plans are different, the structure of the program is different. What we really do know, like I said at the beginning, is that 7 to 11 percent denial, that is based off of commercial insurance here in Illinois, very similar providers. Interesting. And can you give us a sense of uh, quality measurements? We, we hear about that a lot as well. And, and give us a sense of, of, of what that means and how it relates to the topic. So. <clears throat> Claims drive not only payments that we make to providers and then our rates from the state and how that's all set, it also drives how quality is measured. Uh, we use HEDIS measurements, which are national standard measurements that really sort of simplify um, and quantify what it means to have good health care. Mm. For example, after you have a behavioral health hospitalization, you should have follow-up care in the community within seven days and within 30 days to improve stabilization. Um, vaccine rates, well child visits, mammography, um, cancer screenings, diabetes uh, testing, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. So HEDIS metrics quantify sort of those healthcare quality outcomes that we want. How health plans track all of that is based off of the claims that they pay. Uh -huh. So when they pay for a vaccination, they then use that data elsewhere as well to compare their vaccine rates for all of their members, um, to compare how many members are getting that follow-up care seven days, 30 days post-hospitalization. And what we've really seen over the course of the past five years is great improvement um, from some of the baseline metrics of where the state started um, back in 2012 to where we are now. Um, one of my favorite metrics is really around HPV vaccinations. Mm -hmm. To me, this is the key of, why, of preventative health care and of care coordination. HPV is a vaccine to prevent cancer. In Illinois, we were, um, in 2012, incredibly low um, as a state. Today, when you look at the metrics, we have plans in the 90th percentile nationally who've really moved that needle. And what's amazing is in that time period, that HPV metric has actually become more complicated. Because back in 2012, the, uh, we just were measuring girls who got vaccinated. But the science has now told us that both boys and girls should be vaccinated. And so now the, both boys and girls are added into that metric. So it's actually a harder metric to sort of meet that higher, you know, 90th percent national percentile. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a lot of work um, to improve vaccination rates. And then the long-term benefit of that is reduce cancer, uh, you know, decades from now. And so it's the fields of data science and data analytics have continued to, to just explode uh, over the past uh, few years. And I, I would imagine that as those continue to grow, that those um, tactics and principles that are learned would be very helpful for uh, healthcare providers in order to have a better understanding of how to better serve patients. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, I think healthcare, much like every industry now, also has such a 
a large component of IT and of innovation. And there's a lot of opportunity, I would say, in healthcare, perhaps more than what we see in some other spaces, to really innovate and disrupt how healthcare is, is being provided. And I think we're starting to see that. Um, but my hope is that as we move forward, we'll see even more of that. Okay. And, you know, with Medicaid 101, there are so many topics and so many issues that, that we can uh, go over, and we will continue to do that over the course of the Sam Says podcast. But before we wrap up, I know that we're now a few months away from session ending in here in Illinois with the General Assembly. Um, wh- what are you thinking? What are you looking at as, as we wrap up these final months of the session? So what we're looking at really is ensuring that the system as a whole is structured where there's shared accountability and shared problem solving um, and, and a focus on the individual. How, what does this program look like today and how can we make it better? Where can we remove uh, barriers to innovation, barriers to disruption um, and transformation um, and incentivize providers and plans to really wrap services around those members to meet their needs and to meet the broader community's needs. So I think we're seeing some of those conversations unfold. We're rec- we're putting that aspirational conversation and bumping that up against the limitations of the state budget. And how do we do more with less? Um, and how do we get uh, innovative on funding streams as well? That's great. And it seems like you're going to have a busy spring and summer. I always do, Durandal. All right. Well, on behalf of Sam and the team at I'm Hip, again, I'm Durandal Beverly with the Gemini Group. We thank you for tuning in for another episode of Sam Says. If you like what you've heard today, please share this with your networks and please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, For more information on I'm Hip and the resources that Sam talked about earlier, please connect with us and follow us on uh, www.imhip.net. And you can listen to this this podcast and share it with your networks on Podbean. Thank you again for your time, and we will talk to you soon.